This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, today's episode is from the 12-week startup that's currently happening over at SueBriceEducation.com. Every Tuesday, I go live with a special guest to coach you through the weekly topics and challenges, and we record it for you as a bonus episode to listen to. If you want to be part of the live coaching and question and answer session that we do every week, head over to SueBriceEducation.com slash live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can join in on the support that we have there to help photographers take their business to the next level. Also, if you aren't part of the 12-week startup yet and want access to all of the weekly life-changing content that Sue has created for you, head over to SueBriceEducation.com and sign up there. Okay, let's start the show. So as you know, my special guest today is Sue, and she's going to be talking through some really great stuff. We did a little pre-chat, and she kind of gave me a, a preview of what she's talking about today. So I'm really, really excited. So this is week 12, and week 12 is launch, and we totally understand that launch is going to look different from, for everyone. Maybe it means you, you've completed your portfolio and you are like ready to start charging for your first time ever. Maybe it means that you are increasing your prices. Maybe you've been in business for a really long time, but you're ready to have sustainable pricing, and so you're raising your prices. Like We know it can look different for everyone. But whatever launch looks like to you, if you haven't gotten to that point yet, it's okay. Yes, of course, we want you to be there, and I know you want to be there. But this 12-week startup, it lives on the website for you. You can go back and watch it at any time you want, and we're going to be doing this again. We're going to be doing this again next year together. So don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself some grace, but it's also about taking action. And that is what Sue is going to be talking about today, as well as answering your questions. So let's bring Sue on. And I would just love to introduce one of my dear friends, my mentor, my partner in crime, Sue Bryce. Thank you for joining us on week 12 of the 12 Week Startup. Hi, everyone. How And well done for uh, 12 weeks through quarantine. That was pretty amazing. I know. You know, I actually posted, I posted in our Sue Bryce Education members Facebook group and I asked like, how's everyone doing? And a couple people, I just wanted to share this. So Vicki Seifert 
Dicing, hopefully I got your name right, she said, I'm getting my home studio set up. It went really well during this round of the 12-week startup. Even during COVID, I've had five portfolio building sessions in there. Now I just need to get out and find more models and start using vouchers. So yes. And then Alice Kerrigan said, I'm actually building my portfolio and it's a portfolio that I love. I've been listening to Sue Bryce over and over again, whether it's self-value, posing, the money talks, all of it. I've been walking up to complete strangers, asking them if I can photograph them. One day I will walk up to people and say, I want to take the best picture you've ever seen. Thank you, Nikki and Sue, for your encouragement and motivation. That's awesome, Alice. And then Adam Grono, he said he's signing a lease tomorrow, which he posted this yesterday. So today he has signed his lease on his own photography and design studio. So yeah, it's, you know, everyone's in their own spot with this, right? Yeah. Wow. I think the the hardest thing is LA, uh, we stayed in kind of lockdown. So a lot of states and um, I know countries like Europe, you know, were back shooting and then state by state, we're either not shooting or still in lockdown. So I'm watching some people double their income last month and other people still can't shoot. So welcome to our crazy world. I know. It is crazy. And, you know, someone had posted, commented on the post that I made saying, I just don't know how to network or do this during COVID. And so one thing I want to just totally reiterate is go back to these previous weeks that we've done this coaching and watch the videos on the website because we cover all of that. We cover how to do networking during COVID and how to market when you physically can't be shooting and how to just make this work and pivot in a time when you you maybe can't be shooting in person. So make sure you go back yeah. and listen to all of that. You've really got to start tapping into your friends around you as well. And I know that that seems difficult for some people, like it was never difficult for me. No. So what I would do was start a conversation. Like I would start a conversation with anybody and I would say, how's COVID going for you? How's quarantine or how's this pandemic going for you? Has it been a positive or a negative? What's the positive and the negative in your life? And so many people then tell me what their positive is and then they tell me what their negative is. And I realized that in having that conversation, I then respond with, um, yes, I still have a photography studio that needs to be built and run during this time. So I'm still able to shoot. I'm actually just looking for models. And you ask every single person you come into contact with. If your friend has a friend who's a hairdresser, you ask her for five referrals. If your friend has a friend that can do makeup, you ask her and her two girlfriends to come. And you've got to really put out your friend network and tell people that this is what you need it for. And a lot of people came back and said they can't get people for free. And I'm like, dude, if you can't get people to do this for free, you're going to have a lot of problems selling it. So learn how to give it away for free at first and get those connections, but just ask everyone. Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially for people who are building portfolios. And even if you, it comes to the point where you are booking clients, like you can still do that for them too, where you talk to people about, man, like everyone needs to really up their online presence right now with their business. Do you have headshots or personal branding or, you know, are you looking for even like, like your campaigns that you do for Mother's Days and this and that, you could be pre-selling gift cards. I mean, there's so much you could the be doing. The two that I see that are really big right now, uh, personal branding and headshots seem to have not stopped because if you're flipping mm -hmm. a business online or you've moved 
something online or you have a digital product, then obviously your digital content needs to be up and running. So I'm seeing a lot of personal branding, a lot of headshots working working hard, and obviously a lot of personal branding and no touch if you don't have hair and makeup. So it's really achievable and you can shoot outside, you can shoot on location, you can shoot masked, double masked at a distance. Mm -hmm. I'm also weirdly seeing maternity. It's like pregnant women are just like, I need maternity photos. And a lot of maternity is shot outside. Again, although there is a hair and makeup component, it seems to me that a lot of women are seeking maternity. Uh, Wedding has come to a grinding halt, but it's morphing into mini weddings and elopements and 10 people. But I've got a lot of wedding photographers say that they're flipping into portrait shoots and Mm -hmm. using their deposits for portrait shoots. So um, that's really intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is blowing my mind. I'm wondering, you kind of, you gave me a little preview of some things that you have been just thinking about and, and you know, coming up with content around. And you there were eight things that you told me that you wanted to talk about today. And I'm wondering, something that you've, you've talked about a lot um, is certainty and conviction and having that sort of clear mindset around being certain and having conviction around what you want. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because that's been super helpful for me. Yeah, I just wrote it. There's eight steps to action that I take. And these are the eight steps to action. Um, I sent them to you. And the first one is obviously certainty and conviction. Mm -hmm. So you just have to know what you want. So all manifestation comes from desire. I desire something. And that's what people look at when they look at your brand. They desire that result. They desire to be photographed that way. They desire to feel that way. They desire beauty. They desire attention. They desire um, to, to experience themselves, right? That's what people see when they desire our product. So you have to think of yourself. What do you desire? I desire to build a business. I want to be financially independent. I want to be successful. Whatever that means to you, That is your desire to become something. So whatever you want to become right now, you're here to become that. And we're here to facilitate whatever that path is because it's a growth path and it's pretty damn amazing. So you can't put it in a celestial order until you make it certain as to what you want. Now, if you really create certainty and conviction around a goal, then it's the most powerful goal setting you can create because it's the clearest vision for where you're going and the universe doesn't know until you say it out loud. And there was a point where I just stood up and said, this is what I want. And then somebody said, well, you're not educated. And I said, doesn't change the fact I want it. So what do I have to do to get it? And then they said, well, you're poor. And I said, doesn't change the fact that I can master my craft and sell my products and learn to be successful and wealthy. Where do I do that? Just tell me where to go next. Like, I just keep saying, well, I want that. So I'm going to find my way through. So step one certainty and conviction. It sounds so rudimentary, but you need to understand this one thing. The universe doesn't know what you want till you tell it. So you tell the universe that step one. It's that simple to clear it. Yeah. You've talked about that for a while. Like, Always. Because I remember saying to you when I first, when I got my first studio, it wasn't, I wasn't focused on the how, but how am I going to pay the rent? How how am I, I just knew I was going to do it. I knew I wanted it. I was going to do it. I talked about it every damn day. And you were like, yes, you have certainty and conviction. I was like, oh, yeah, 
I guess I do. And yeah. that is just such an important piece to it. Because you have to understand the main rule of attraction is no more and no less. So you're going to get exactly what you ask for and are brave enough to step up and receive. And that's it. If you write out your goals and if they're too scary, they're too big and you need to break them down, it's that simple. So step number two, obviously. Um, step number one, certainty and conviction. First, we decide what we want, then we declare it, then we replenish that every single day. Yep. So to me, focus and emotion is where I'm focused and how I feel about it. If I'm focused on what I don't have right now, I'm going to get more of that. I'm focused on what I can do right now. I'm going to get more of that. So I've got to realign myself every single day with my goals, which is step one. And I just reread them and I feel it. I feel the path that I'm on. And if I don't feel it, I need a break or I'm on the wrong path. And you mm -hmm. can change that path any day you want and adjust it to you. Like there's no like I'm failing at this. If you're not doing it, there's a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So step two, you kind of alluded to is having strong goals and refocusing. So empower and attract. Yeah. So to me is I wake up every day and I just recenter my goals. Like what am I focused on today? What am I focused on today? And if I find myself in a negative focus, a drama focus, I go to solution focus and then I pull myself up and out of there as fast as I can. I have a solution now. Everybody has been, and usually you're working with emotions at this point. Feelings are hurt or something's going on and you can feel this disruption. You can feel being pulled away from your positive mindset. You can find yourself going back to drama real fast. And and it's easy to do when we have financial stress, when we have work stress and a lot of unknown and uncertainty. So you just have to stay certain on what you want, even in uncertainty. The certainty of what you want doesn't change. The certainty of what you need doesn't change. You are certain, you are powerful, and you're going to find a solution, and you are that strong. Like, that's where I want you to feel powerful every single day. And sometimes I wake up and I'm at the bottom of the hole again and I'm like climbing on up and out but then I say to myself no 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 refocus what is this teaching you refocus what is this teaching you sometimes I bit off more than I can chew so I just break down the goal other times I don't feel right like something's not right and I'm holding too much to a course so refocus every single day refocus on what you want refocus on what really drives you and then go, yes, 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 I am powerful here. Fantastic. It's so true. That mindset, that shifting of just to that, I can, I want this. It's just, it's crucial. It's so, 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 Ray, so important. There's a good example in our chat. I'm in my folio building stage and I've been able to execute family portrait sessions and some personal branding outdoors. I've been using the method of 50% off my packages. Ray, that works for this reason. I am doing a $1,000 photo shoot for you for 50% off. That's what they heard. $1,000 photo shoot mm -hmm. for 50% off. At some point, you're going to take away the 50% off. And you're going to say, this is what I offer for $1,000, all this value. And you would have worked at it and you would have achieved it. And right now, you're not making a lot of margin, Ray, but you're building clients, you're building experience, you're building your craft, you are mastering selling and you're mastering your craft. And as soon as you can, slowly take that value back and give more and watch that keep continuing, stay focused on abundance there. Absolutely. And then those people are going to turn into referral machines for you. 
once you provide that great service and the next people that come in might not get that 50% off if you're feeling ready to charge full price. So it just becomes a, a snowball effect. Another good one is I'm coaching um, a business outside of photo right now mm-hmm. and they are launching a digital content workshop and I just noticed the ads are all going out, but they're not selling on their Instagram. And I was like, she's letting Facebook do the mm. selling and not selling herself. So ask for work on your Instagram. If you are able to shoot, even at a distance, make sure you write that every day when you post. I am available to work. I am restricted, but I am still able to provide the service for you. And you know, just know that you're constantly telling people that you are open and available for work. Yep. Okay. It's very important. Ooh, I love what Mandy Meadows just said. She said, this reminds me of the beautiful keynote manifestation, my absolute go-to when I'm feeling a little bit low. Thank you. And that if you haven't listened to manifestation on the website yet, it was Sue's keynote talk at the 2019 Portrait Masters Conference. And there's two, there's manifest action and focus and emotion. And they both to me are the same. And I just took yeah. the Mandy and re-edited them down a little bit. And then I've added four more talks because I just Sweet. feel like this is what I really needed right now. I so. remember being like, that was one of my favorite talks ever when you were done with it. So I'm glad you brought that up, Mandy. All right. So step three, I love this this step because I know the people who have successful businesses, this is what they do. Number three, take action every day. Every yeah. damn day. So the, the <laughs> trick is you bounce off number one. It's clear. Number two, you refocus it. Number three, okay, number three, you've really got to get to a place where your steps are congruent enough that they're not knocking you off. They're not terrifying you anymore. You just mm-hmm. have to do one thing. You just have to do this one thing today, and it's not that scary. And if you're looking at the big picture, you're not being present. You're looking at the, you're projecting fear into the future, right? Instead of just being present right now and saying, right now, I'm learning something right now. I'm putting myself out there. And this is kind of scary, and it's really easy to get there and just absolutely walk away from that and just not try or to get a little bit of a smackdown by someone online and be hurt or get some criticism and be hurt by it, but come back for more. So every single day, I actively participate in the success of my business Mm -hmm. by doing one thing that will actively participate in making my business better. Yeah, absolutely. If you do it every day and say, what is the one thing I'm going to do today that's going to really actively help my business and really focus there, you can really physically change one thing. If you're getting into avoidance in this moment, it's because that one thing was too big. Like you were scared of networking. So you put networking as this big beast over in the corner and then you just can't do it instead of just reaching out to our group or making a one-on-one connection. Like a lot of people, photographers, don't realize that you can network with other photographers if you find the right relationship. Like a lot of my friends are photographers. I hook them up with work. They hook me up with work. Like it is constant. We're a network together, just us. We're not competition. Totally. Yeah. I, I had asked for questions in the in the Facebook group and someone w- put this question in there and I'm curious what you think. So they are starting out. They just joined SB two months ago. And I know we have a lot of people who are at this point where they are working another job and they're building their business in the process. And she said, I want to know where to focus my time as a starter person. Yeah. So you want to focus your time on building your folio 
and then building your products and price list. Because until you say, this is what I do and how much it costs, and this is what you get for it, you have not clearly defined what you sell. And when you really lock that in, you can lock that in at $500. I'm going to keep trying to move you up to $1,200 to $1,800. You can lock that in at whatever price and then start working at that price and then start going up. Everyone works different. Some people are very much straight in. Other people take their sweet time. It's really interesting. It is. It is. That's so funny because we do have so many people who right out the gate are like killing it and have a high sales average. And some people it takes longer and it's just, you know, everyone's different. So I like that, Chris. I just had a conversation with Money, a $50 note telling it how much I adore and appreciate in my life. Sounds woo-woo, but it made me feel amazing. And I booked a $3,000 job. So Chris, What people don't realize is how much they repel money and they repel money because they're afraid of it or they need it. And so they keep saying, I need it, I need it, I need it, which pushes it away, right? Because you're not saying, bring it to me. You're saying, I need it. So you get more of needing it, which is really bizarre, but it's the simple truth. So So, yes, money value is one of my eight steps to action. If you don't have money value, if you don't have value for money, now everyone tells me they value money, but they don't. Because if Mm. you valued money, you'd be selling your work and keeping your money. And uh, you've got to learn how to value money. And I had to learn how to value it. I certainly did not. Same. Yeah. It was a big thing. So having that conversation with money is like me touching my money pig and saying, I love money. Money is abundant and it shows up for me because as a poor kid, I used to repel money. And then I learned that money is just energy. The more I attract, the more I can attract it for everybody around me. And the more I bring everybody else up to, it's just attracting the opportunity, really. It's not actually money. It's opportunities are everywhere. It's true. It's true. And you have for step four, self-value. So I know you have money value after that, but how do they kind of interact, self-value and money value? I have self-value, money value, and product value. And this is how I changed my business. I felt guilty about taking $400 off someone and then $800 and then $1,200 and then $1,800 and then $3,000. And I felt guilt at every level. Like, I'm not good enough to be this. I'm uneducated and I'm I'm just not good enough. Then I realized that clearly I'm good enough because they're spending their money on my product, which means they like it. So I was like, okay, well, if they're doing that, then I'm having fun. And I just kept on going, right? But the self-value is the ability to receive money and then keep it for yourself. It's the ability to put boundaries around you and your business and say, I cost this much and people respect that time and pay that money. That's where the major growth comes from is having the self-value to be very giving and very loving with your service, but also very strong with your boundaries and respect your own time, respect your own space, respect your own body, respect your own voice, respect your own energy. Like when you come into a room fully in respect of yourself, people will respect you. It's how it happens. And so you've got to really focus on respecting yourself. And then the product value, to me, I found it really hard believing that I could make something that somebody would spend $2,000 on when I first started. It was just inconceivable to me. But you can buy a Peloton for $3,000, like an indoor bike, and go riding with thousands of people twice a week. Like There are so many things you can buy. And and who are you to tell me that $2,000 of photographs is a lot? Like 
that took me a long time to get my head around. So I put self-value, product value, and money value. They're three value areas and they're different. So just break them down, really learn your value and where you feel the most valuable and where you feel disempowered. Absolutely. Okay, what about service? Number seven is service. That's the answer to everything. <laughs> uh, if you look at it, when you are an imposter syndrome, you're, you're asking for validation. You're asking for someone else to make you feel good enough to stand in the position you're standing in. Uh, now I try to be the most valuable person in the room. I'm there to give uh, from an energy of self-love. I know who I am. I'm confident. I'm strong. I'm emotionally evolved mm -hmm. and I'm filled with love and I love meeting people, so I want to be the most valuable person in the room. And I realize that there's something changes from needing to giving, and I'm a giver, and I see that force is balanced now. It was really out of balance for a long time because I didn't value what I was giving. Uh, now I do, and I feel valuable, and I feel like that shifts everything. Like that to me is that, but that's all action steps. They're all just action steps. You take action every day with value and you will just keep coming to more value in your craft, your service, and in your income. Absolutely. And Gina Marcella, she mentioned in the chat, she said, I got my first client and she was so happy with her job. Her client was so happy with her job, but for Gina, receiving money was strange, but this course helped me a lot. And it's funny because people will say that. And and you said this before, it's not like we're forcing anyone to take our money. It's a, it's I provide a service and you pay me for it. And if we can just wrap our brains around that, it's well, like when you on. buy an iPhone and spend $1,000. That's the baseline, right? Yeah. You go and do a job and you get paid. Yeah. You go and do a job and you get paid amount of money. That's how we're wired. I get a job and I go and do that job and I get paid this amount of money. And it's never enough money, right? You always live to your means. And you get your monthly check and it's and you know how much money you're going to earn for the year. Oh, my gosh. Think about that, Nikki, being back there and not being in a business now where you're actually projecting your income and you're even projecting that you can create more income and diversify your income when you're self-employed. You can't do that when you're employed no. in a way that it's just never going to be like that. So for me, there's so much freedom and self-employment. But, you know, not when you first start. When you first start, you just have a wage mentality. And that's totally. Why. Totally. Well, we've talked about when I was a social worker, my income was $3,000 a month. And I remembered thinking, I knew what my pay scale was going to be. I saw every year that I was with the school district, I knew, I knew what my ceiling was. I was only ever going to make X amount of money. And for the goals that I had in life, to have a lake house, to have kids and not have to have them in full-time daycare and all of the things, there's no way. I don't think I could have achieved that, well, at least not as quickly as I've done. There's no way with right. that ceiling there. Um, Carrie, we are always wanting our employer to raise our salary. We need to be just as powerful. Mm. Carrie, I just read that book, um, Personal Power. And one of the things that he said in it was, you think it's your manager. Uh, sorry, you think it's the big boss that is in charge of you, but it's actually the person above you, your manager. Um, that person is dictating your future. And the person who employed you is often not connected to that. And so a lot of people get stuck there in that wage life, wage mentality. And it's really hard to break out of because our whole society is kind of programmed. Yeah. Well, I still lived, pay you know how it was. I still lived like shoot to shoot to shoot until I learned to value money. And that was the big shift for me. Do you remember that? I would like to have a couple of great $11, shoots. You had $11,000 on your credit card. 
Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And you had eleven thousand dollars in, in savings, savings. Remember? Yep. And I was like, "Wow, Nikki, what are you doing?" And you were like, "What do you mean? I have savings." And I was like, "No, you have the equal amount in debt." Yeah. So you are literally, literally, paying Peter uh, to rob Paul, <laughs> and yep. you're Paul because you're paying credit to have the debt that you had in savings. And I was like, pay the debt. And then you went, but then I won't have any savings. And I was like, you don't have savings. You have exactly. debt. And, and then you just went flip. You just yep. did it. And then you Paying just that kept off, going. Ugh, best, one of the best feelings of my whole life. And that totally changed so much, so much. This is how, this is how backwards I was. I started to make income regularly and I had an average sale now. So it was something that I knew I was getting and I felt comfortable at $1,850. I started to bank money and save money and I still had four grand on my credit card. Yeah. And I left it there like full, a full credit card for over a year. I don't know why. I was so used to this rock, this debt, mm-hmm. that it became almost yes. something that I just was comfortable with. Uh-huh. And then one day I looked at my bank account. This was before I told you off for doing the same. And I realized I had not paid off my debt. I had money in my savings account and I was not actively learning about money. And that back then was about 2005, 2006, that I really realized I wasn't actually being smart with my money and turning my attention towards it. Yeah. And now it feels so different if I have anything on my credit card, you know, every month. And I I use my credit card because I like the miles for travel. And at the end of every month, if it's not a zero balance instantly, I'm like, ah, like it's, you know, I I have to pay it off every month. Otherwise, it's uncomfortable where it used to be the opposite. Well, that's actually how credit card's supposed to work. Right. But that's not how the average human being lives with their credit card because the average human being um, has less than $1,000 in their bank. In fact, over half of America, the U.S., uh, the U.K., Australia, and New Zealand, over half of those people have less than $1,000 in the bank, and most countries less than that. So we start somewhere. A lot of times people say to me, or I would see them write in the group as newbies, uh, that I'm not my client. I couldn't afford this. And I was like, but if you do 10 sales, then you will be your client because you absolutely will be able to afford yourself. But when I started, I wasn't my client either. I had a desire for a photo shoot, but I would have had to have paid it off over time. And so, yeah, uh, I was my client. I just couldn't afford that in one go. That's all. So... A lot of people say they're not their client, but they are. Mm-hmm. They really are. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so step eight, mastery. Talk to us about mastery. I feel like I found my self-value through mastering my craft. So I want you to focus on mastering one step at a time. So let's mm-hmm. say you're going to start with personal branding and headshots. Really master it. You spend some time there. Really master it because you can sell what you've mastered It's hard to sell what you haven't quite mastered yet because it's not good enough and you can't polish a turd and everybody knows that. (laughs) And you try to polish the turd and at the same time you polish the turd and try and say, I'm good enough, I'm good enough. And somebody says it looks like a polished turd and you're just like, "Ah," 
But the truth is, is that's what you're doing. You're literally polishing a turd at that point. And I'm sorry that's such a gross way of saying it, but it's the truth. Yeah. You feel like an imposter because you're starting and you probably are a little bit of an imposter. And you're going to get really good. So focus on that. Focus on getting really, really good. Um, yes, if this anything, any world pandemic, any financial crisis just shows you that you uh, those who swim naked when the tide goes out get caught and you've got to make sure you're not swimming naked next time. Mastering your craft one step at a time. Like if I can say I've mastered headshots and I can ask for $1,500 a day, I'm golden, right? Yep. I can just make that work. Bang, bang, bang. So pick the one thing you want to master first and master that. And that's all you have to do is get really good at that one thing. It doesn't mean you have to get stuck doing that one thing for the rest of your life. You can charge $500 for it. You can charge $50,000 for it the value comes from you. So it doesn't matter. It just has to be in direct proportion to the true value you feel inside and then the money is going to come. So the reason we have so many perimeters and boundaries around numbers and everything is because we literally have a working group of people building businesses that we're watching achieve this. Yep. And we can see your percentages, how fast you move, how fast you pause, how fast you get, how long you get stuck in areas. We see where you need help. We see where you need design help. Like we, we can see it because we've all walked that path and done it. But Nikki, you're on the other side. Like I'm on the other side, but for some reason, people don't see me on the other side anymore. Yeah. There was a moment where I was a new instructor, where I was probably not a good instructor. I was just new and I was on Creative Live and I was speaking for the first time. And people were just like, who are you? Like, who are you? Like, they were just like jaw dropped by, and I'm like, dude, I just been building a photo business. Like it was really like big work, but it was just a business. And and then I felt like people were awestruck and then they would ask me a question and I would answer and they'd go, no, I don't want to hear from you. You're super nice. And I was like, well, but wait, I actually did it. <laughs> like I actually did it. Yeah. yeah. In, in different countries. You actually did it. And yes. thousands of people that have come into this community have actually been doing it and are doing it. So that's it for me. Oh, I want to read this question, Carolyn. Uh, that's where I'm stuck. I've been folio bidding for a year and still feel like I need to master more before I charge. So, Carolyn, what's the biggest sale you've done to date? Tell me the biggest sale you've done to date with a happy client. That helps me. Um, like attracts like. Absolutely, it does. I need to hear all of this today. That's good, Hannah. Law of attraction, best community ever. Well, it, it it's actually... Uh, so law of attraction, yes, law of focus is uh, stronger for me. Law of focus is stronger than me. Hi, Bethany, better late than never. <laughs> How you doing? Good to see you. Um, yes, service to me is um, when you've mastered all of that sort of experience, that product value, the money value and the self-value, and then you really are giving that to a human being. Like you're giving... Okay, I want you to imagine right now, put out your hand and we're going to put $2,000 cash, cold hard cash, baby, right there. Put it in there, put it in there, feel the weight of it. I've got hundreds of done about you. I've got $100 notes in my hand. Okay, now you're going to buy something you really, really want 
and it's a photo shoot and you've picked your photographer and you've got to give this cash to them and say, I'm giving you all of this. There you go. Hand it over. Who's your photographer? And they're taking it. And you're going to trust, right, that they're going to give you everything you want now in that moment. And it makes you realize how important that is, that moment of exchange where somebody's about to give you $2,000. But did you feel the moment where you thought, do I really want to give them this $2,000? And will they honor it? And will they actually give me a product and service that's worth this? Like, there's a moment that makes you go, ooh, ooh, I want you to work for this. Like, I need you to show me as a, as a client that you are 100% showing up for this money. So think about that. Somebody's standing there with $2,000 and they want to give it to you, but they're just worried they're worried that you're just a little bit too invested in needing validation and, and not really invested in service. You're really into, am I good enough? But not really into, I'm going to take the best photograph you've ever seen of yourself. You know, you were really into getting me in there and spending the money, but then afterwards your customer service just dropped away. I never heard from you. I gave you my money. I gave you my time. What did you give me? Like, come on, we've got to hustle, man. We've got to give service. And I know we're scared little carbon units, but you own a business now. You have to give something to get something in equal exchange. And it's time to really look at what you're giving and what so you're this, creating. This is a good question. I'm going to try this name. Um, Susha's Nadevi. Hopefully I got that right. She said, when shall we start charging as newbies if we only have three model shoots? So what's your response to that? Um, three model shoots, uh, well, unless there's some background that you're not telling me, like I've shot weddings for 12 years and I've just done three model shoots and they're amazing. I don't know how good they are. So if you're asking me, how do you find out if you're good enough to charge? Again, you have to go to the group. That's the best place to go. Post, post some work in the Facebook group and, and we can help you. We can let you know if you're professional standard. It's yeah, we love to yeah. do that. Yeah, awards and accreditation, you know, that's yeah. another way of doing it. Uh, getting a mentor personally, that's another way. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, Stacy, when yeah. you, Stacy Garden, hi, Stacy, I adore her. Okay, when you increase your prices, is it normal to feel like you need to be introducing new products or something to make it worth it? Say it again, Nikki. So, if you're starting and you're increasing your prices, do you feel like you have to? have new products or introduce something exciting to make it worth it. And we actually talk about this in the pricing and product week, but I'm curious how you would answer this today. Okay. So here's the thing. Ask me how much I charge. How much do you charge for a photo shoot? I actually only have one package, Nikki, and it's $3,500. And the $3,500 includes a two and a half hour photo shoot here in makeup, a stylist, and I give the whole consultation, right? Now, uh, you've come back a year later and bring me up again. Hi, I'm Nikki Klosser. Um, I'd like to book a photo shoot. Okay, it's really this simple. Nikki, you are a valued client to me, so I'm going to keep you on my old price list, but my price list has now gone up to $5,000 and includes this. Yep. My margins were not being met lower, and I lifted my value, and now I charge this much. But because you were a great client, you bought my biggest package and sent me three referrals, I'm going to keep you at the $3,500 price range and I will reward you for doing so. We're so worried about our return clients 
thinking that we've put our prices up. Our new clients don't know. No. They have and, no idea. Uh, and somebody who saw your work, let's say somebody saw your shoot from last year, Nikki, and then they found out from you it was three and a half grand, and then they rung me and found out it was five grand. And then they say, well, Nikki got it for three and a half. Oh, yes, Nikki was one of my old clients, and she also sent me five referrals, as I always reward my regular clients that purchase my big package. Love it. Perfect. If you do the same, I will reward you. Like, it's you've got to get out of your own head. It's only you that believes that people will hear the price increase and not want to come back. Companies increase prices and reduce the size of the cookie box constantly, Martin. Your potato chips get less and less. <laughs> and then there's even a percentage of air that they're putting in that container yeah. to make it look fluffy on the shelf. But they're not like, telling yeah. us about it. No. No, no. And they're not worried about it. Like we just took away the fastest way to get rich is to add 5% to your price list every year. Yep. Yep. And I'll tell you what, that's what I've done for my personal branding, especially. And actually for my portraits, I've taken away. I was so nervous about charging the $1,200 introductory. You know, my smallest package was $1,200. I was so nervous that I padded it with like extra canvas and a little book and this and that. And as I realized, like, what am I doing? I'm my, what I'm taking home is not a lot. I just took that out. I saw so many people do this. And this is the perfect mirror mirror of what you're not doing in your business. It's so simple to me. Yeah. You're not out there selling it. Yeah. You're just not selling it. So what you try and do is I'm going to book you a one hour styling consultation with this, this and this, and I'm going to book you a one hour mani pedi. Then I'm going to book you a massage. <laughs> then I'm going to book you a face spa. Then I'm going to order a Gray's cheese board for $75. And we're, we're thinking that if we add all this stuff, which costs you money coming straight out of your, your income, that they will think, I'm more valuable. No, they won't. They're going to have a really good spa day on your pocket and then they're going to spend the same amount on photographs and you're still not going to make the profit. Yep. And you're bringing in other people to make you look more valuable when you're the one that is holding the camera. You're the one that has the most value in the room because you're the one doing the job. Yep. Ooh, Angelia, she said... I'm a living witness. I was so scared to increase my prices until I met Sue. I made my first $1,200 sale last week. Yes, that's so awesome. And keep making more because you I can will. totally do we it. We can do uh, something because the 4040 campaigns. So our campaigns, Rizvan, aren't any different than a normal campaign. We create a name, we call it something, and then we target a demographic and a genre. And then because we're naming it, we're giving it a like 40-40 or 50-50 or 50 and fabulous, we just give it a name so that the people in that dem demographic can belong and identify to it. That's all it is. Everything you need from setting up a campaign to Facebook ads to Instagram ads to process and delivery is all on this website. You yeah, can that absolutely face, access it and do it. The face campaign video, you explain all of it. Yes. So just call it 40-40 or 50-50. I did 50 fabulous because I wanted 50 plus. Uh, the 40s came in because um, obviously we have a lot of women in their 40s and a lot of men in their 40s photographing so that you're going to attract your own age group. I mean, I've always attracted my own age group. But yeah, that's something I think is really, really important. 
Absolutely. Okay, so how do you know when you found your style? As in, I keep improving, but I still haven't settled on my style yet. Mm. I think that actually takes a lot of time. I think what happens is first you pick up lots of other styles and start melding them together, but something will come through really strong for you, and it probably already is. Sometimes you can post a a body of work and just say, what style do you feel that I am leaning towards so that people can give you description words? Mm. Because when you get adjectives, you really can see like where there is clarity, there is revenue, you know, it's just like writing a three by three, like you're really clarifying the sort of style that people are drawn to. If it looks glamorous and it looks a little bit like mine or a little bit like Lola Milani's or a little bit like someone else's, that's when you get flagged as being, um, you know, you're in that sort of finding your style. But trust me, just keep going towards what you really love in terms of styling, uh, retouching, posing, and then you start attracting a client that looks very much like the avatar of your business. It's quite incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is a really good question. And, and I know this has been a really important part of my life when it comes to having like-minded people to talk through some of this with. So someone asked, how can I find these like-minded friends that you should be around who think like you? I hardly find anyone with this spirit around it. Can you address that? Um, Okay. So like is a likeness. So we vibrate and attract at a level that most people don't comprehend or understand. That includes the people in your life. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean the people in your life are bad or that you're attracting from a bad space. It means you're attracting what you're seeing and what you're seeing is what you're being. So you're stuck in a place of, uh, you know, limbo as well. If you think the people around you are also blocked down, you're blocked down too. As you start to learn more and become sort of more consciously aware of your thoughts and your state of being and what you're thinking about, what you're focused on and what you're constantly attracting, you start to notice people around you having the same conversations and bringing their conversations up and out. Um, And you start attracting them into your life. And you also start flipping people around you who are also feeling the same way. Like when I was going through a period of spiritual growth, I felt like everybody around me to some degree was going through spiritual growth because that's what I was talking about. And in seeking these conversations, I was attracting more and more of them all the time. And there are just people around me that have this constant positive focus that they work on. Uh, Jerson and I spend the most amount of daytime together in the studio. We work in the studio every day and we have focus and emotion conversations on a daily basis. Jerson and I wake up, we come to work and he will say, this is what I'm feeling right now, or this is what I'm seeing in the world right now. And the same, this is what I read last night. I just, you know, meditated and experienced this. And we're constantly having a conversation like that. You just need one friend that can speak at that level, find that one person and you watch everybody in your world will start, um, vibrating at the high level or they fall away and you really start losing toxic people in your life like magic. Yeah. So, okay. So Tasha asked this question. I think a lot of people are in the situation where she's focusing on mastering military and children portraits. So that's her thing, but she's turning down other clients and other work, which, you know, like, and, and we've talked about how it depends on your situation. Like if you're trying to feed your family, don't turn down the work. 
But if you're, yeah. you know, so I don't, what do you think? Like, wh- what's your thought on turning down work? It was the biggest thing for me because I left the studio and the start of the 2000s, um, I just wanted a glamour studio, but one did not exist. And so when you're broke, you have $4,000 on your credit card and you're like, I just want to build a glamour studio. And it's like, yeah. So that took three years, you know, because I had to build it in my garage and paint the furniture and then earn money. And then I finally got to where I wanted to be in my glamour studio. And I was like, I really wanted that. So when I built that, I put no children, no babies, no groups, no families, no weddings, no events. I just put glamour portraits on my website and everybody lost it. Everyone was like, you're going to lose your, like, what are you doing? This isn't a thing. People don't want this. And I was like, but I don't have any money, so I have nothing to lose. And then they would go, well, and I go, look, if babies come, I'll take babies. If weddings come, I'll take weddings. If events come, I'll take it. But I'm not asking for them. I am asking for glamour portraits because that's all I want to do. The fight was internal, but the fight was with my friends and the people around me. They were just all hard. No, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just trying. And I did it. And I attracted those clients. And that's what I got. I got exactly what I asked for. So turn away work by all means. But if you're going hungry because of it, shame on you. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay, this is kind of a follow-up just to connecting with people. Phil had said, I'm in London in the UK and I want to talk to others in my area. How is the best way to do that within the group? So Phil, if you're talking about other photographers in the UK, make a post in the group and say, hey, I'm in the UK. Anyone, you know, want to do a little meetup or something? I mean, you'll. we have so many UK photographers in the group and yeah. they'll jump on and and yeah, anyone can do that in the group. Just make a post. Just don't start a new group. Right, right. We can't have spin-off groups with the... Don't start a new group and don't put my name on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You totally. get what you ask for no more and no less. That is a basic law, 100%. Yep, yep. I have seen it, done it, and proved it too many times. I can give you example. I can give you photographic examples. It is bizarre. It is crazy. It is magic. Try it. Yeah. Okay, so let's do a question that has to do with like camera settings and that sort of situation. Uh, Tracy wants to know, what aspect ratio do you use to crop in camera? She said she's never cropped in camera. Um, Although G and I have been making a big push back towards a more 8x10 crop. Now, I come from a Hasselblad 12 years, medium format film. So I don't want full frame. Going to a full frame killed me in the early 2000s, like getting a 35mm camera and shooting film in the studio when we were losing the Hasselblad and going to a digital camera and all the digital cameras were 35mm and that long skinny format, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. The only time I like portrait uh, is when people are lying down and filling that frame or when they're really sitting filling the frame. But so... Instagram does not lend to full frame from camera. And so we're always losing an inch off the top and bottom. So G and I have, we've been going back to more of an 8 by 10 crop because we're we're Instagram heavy. So there are, I'm kind of, we're actually, the other day, I do it very intuitively, but if you can just set your camera to, you know, that aspect ratio so that you only shoot eight by 10. Have you set your camera, G? G just got a new camera and I did too. We both set our aspect ratio to eight by 10. 
I don't. Sorry, he did. But I have it in my brain. Like, I've been doing this for 31 years, man. I can get a crop like yeah. that. I just look through the camera and I know where my 8x10 crop is, my full frame crop is. And I'm always widening my images. Yep, yep. Okay, so Susha's Nadevi said she doesn't feel conf- confident working in her garage, but she used all of her savings on education in her studio, so she can't really rent a studio. But I have to say, I started and I built my business in the corner of a family room of a rental house that was not so glamorous. Sue, you started in a garage. Like, it's not about, they don't remember where you photograph them. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Go to them. It's all about energy. Go to their house. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I would have done it years ago. I wanted the glam bus. I just wanted the glam bus. I wanted a bus that was big and pink and it was the glamour bus and I could drive it to parties and I could shoot in it, shoot outside of it, shoot around it. Um, If I was a mobile photographer right now, I would either have a bus or a truck with a trailer on it or I would have something really cool like that. You know what? I was thinking the other day, uh, friends of mine, I went, so I've done four shoots this month, which I'm going to share with you next week. I did a family portrait in their backyard, no touch, fully masked. I did a book cover in a author's, a cookbook, an author's home, just myself. I turned up with my camera and no lighting and did her shoot. I did a family portrait with a baby, never touched them never touched the baby. And I also did a um, model shoot. Uh, so I I got to get back to shooting this month for real clients, which was really amazing to do. So I'm going to share those with you. Anyway, what was my point there? Um, my friends have this really amazing house. Well, it's not an amazing house. It's a tiny house, but it's in an amazing yard. And I thought to myself, why don't we drone in, like get the family to lie in the backyard together on the grass and we drone in and photograph their house, their property and get closer and closer and then take a social distance family portrait on the drone and we drone out and we literally put the drone in the car and drive off and we never even see our clients. Awesome. I will do whatever it takes to stay alive during this time. I, you know, I texted you the other day that I have booked the biggest job of my life. Like, it's going to pay me almost what I made in one year as my salary as a social work during this time. Like, you never know. And and the reason I booked it is because of a random headshot client that I had who came back to me and that's how it all started. It was just a referral. So this head, anyone could have had this headshot client. Anyone could have booked this huge job during this time. I just happened to be the one to book it. So it's like... Tracy Hagen, fabric is about that long. It's usually about 1.7. I ordered the upholstery fabric, the black upholstery fabric, and three yards, six yards, cut it in three, three and three, and then sewed three and three. So mine is double size, three yards long. That's a... a common question, that one. Okay, so Paulina, about charging friends. I personally just don't charge my friends. We di- we usually do trades. So I've had friends who have cooked a week's worth of dinners for me, and I did their photos. I've had people watch my kids for me. Like, that's just how my friends and I work. I just do it as a gift, and then they usually do something nice in return. But that's just how it's worked for Equal me. Equal exchange, so- right? Um, yeah. That only works in friendship if you have a friend that is equally giving you back. Yeah. And so the whole point is you want equal exchange. So if a friend is a real friend, 
I would never charge a real friend. However, I would absolutely say, do you want hair and makeup? Pay them yourself $100. Do you yep. want do you want to pay for the retouching? Pay for the retoucher to outsource. I will do the photos for free. Uh, well, no, there's no free. I will do the photos and I want you to cook me your best lasagna because it's my favorite dish. Yep, totally. So, And once one friend heard about that, then. yeah, yeah, totally. And you don't have to do it like that. That's just how it worked for me. I, and it's worked really well. I've gotten some really cool stuff out of it, <laughs> out of these trades. It's been amazing. Um, Rodney, you're going back into lockdown. The world is going to go back into waves of lockdown. And it looks like we could be having another big, serious lockdown. So, yeah. I don't know that you would start a campaign, but just keep the conversation going and just keep producing content to chat with everybody about and keep it as positive as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but just remember, guys, friends can take advantage of you. Family can take advantage of you quickly. That's about it's boundaries. True. That's about it's you true. saying, you know, um, I'm, I'm not going to charge you to do this. There is a cost to doing this. The cost is my makeup artist, my retoucher, and my camera assistant. So yeah, um, that's going to cost me money. Now I can do a shoot without those three people. It's not going to be as good because they bring something to the table. So if you want to pay that cost, that's what they cost. Yeah. I am going to do this for free. Now, a lot of people would feel really uncomfortable saying that, but come on, dude, why should I pay for Juice and Brie and Kenzie when you want something, you pay for that and I'll work for free. That's that's cool with me. Just keep it always in boundaries. And if you want to know how to communicate your boundaries, you say it like this. I'm really sorry, but I feel out of balance. Mm -hmm. I'm saying yes to a lot of people right now and I'm not asking for anything in return and I'm feeling very out of balance. This is not about you. This is about me being out of balance. I'm overgiving. Mm -hmm. So I either have to have a conversation with you about meeting me halfway or supporting the people around me because I can't do all of it and I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about setting those boundaries. You have to. Yeah. yeah. You have to. But always equal exchange, something for something. Yes, I can do that for you. So there's no such thing as a free lunch. Mm. is the first thing I learned in business. There's no such thing as a free lunch and there's always equal exchange. You can always give me something. Introduce me to someone. You can always give me something. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's the asking for it, I think, that honors you the most. Yeah. Well, we have a couple more minutes. Does anyone have any other questions before we wrap up this round of the 12-week startup? And we are doing this again. Don't forget, we're going to do this just after the start of the year, we're going to go through it again together. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't get to the point where I wanted to, that's okay. Most people do the 12-week startup three or four times. Like you yeah. should be um, comfortable there. Just keep going back to see what your trigger points are. Because if anything, I trigger a lot. I trigger mm. a lot in people, a lot of resistance, a lot of avoidance, and a lot of fear. And I'm triggering you because I am an action taker. And you're stuck on something. You're either stuck on money or you're stuck on value or you're stuck on mastering your craft. And I know it's one of those three things. I know it is because I've been there. I've walked the walk. I've taken 
everything you've taken, I've experienced everything you've experienced. I've reinvented the wheel a thousand times. It's something about you. And the only way to reveal it is to step into it and full fear. And it's such a hard thing to do. But when I see people break through, it really blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. How not to be discouraged when people uh, feel I'm expensive. Carolee, um, you're expensive. Like, thank you. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Yep. And I would and love to photograph head, you. <laughs> I say like a Ferrari, like because I'm <laughs> valuable. Yes. Uh, you're expensive is not an insult. Who the do you think you are is an insult? And I heard that. <laughs> I cried for three days. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <gasps> and I truly, they were just holding up a mirror of my own fear that somebody would actually call out my BS. So it's so funny that you're all saying it because it's done it, done it, been it, heard it, yawn, let me get the world's smallest violin so I can play you in. <laughs> Oh, welcome to this journey. You're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yes, I'm expensive. Dude, I mastered my craft. I built a business. I am a Ferrari and I am valued. I'm valuable and I'm valued like one. And yes, I'm expensive, but man, I'm worth it. Yes, I'm expensive. I'm good. Yes, I'm expensive because I'm really good. What yep. do you want to create with me? Come on, let's go. Yes, I'm expensive. But I will honor that, man. Yes, I'm expensive. But trust me, when you and I start working together, you're going to love every minute of it. There's so many answers to I'm expensive. Yes, I'm a professional. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Got it? You got it out there? Come on, guys. Every single day, those eight steps. Read them out, Nikki. Just go. Eight steps to action. Number one, certainty and conviction. Yep. Number two, strong goals, refocus. Number three, take action every day. Number four, self-value. Number five, money value. Number six, product value. Product value. Those three value points. Okay? I yep. value myself. I value money. I value my product and craft. Those three things independently really sit with each one. Okay, sit yep. with each one and say, do I feel good about creating a product with $2,000 and asking for $2,000? And if you go like, oh, no, that makes me pucker, uh, then there's a value there, block there. If you say, is my product good enough? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm good enough. Find out. Ask someone. Ask someone to help you with that. And if you feel that there's money value there, like you're just terrified of money or that's too much money or people won't spend that money or where will that money come from? You have money blocks. It's okay. Let's go. Hit them. This is good stuff. Like finding out this stuff is brilliant. Finding out what you are lacking is the answer to stepping forward. Um, I've been asked to do a business shoot for a massage therapist, but I've only done some shooting with my friends and sister, and I'm not that confident yet. How can I make it a folio building shoot without being named cheap? Well, name cheap is you can say, um, I have never photographed content for a business before. I have never photographed a person working. I've only photographed portraits. So Bianca, I would love to do this shoot in exchange for um, some images and um, for my folio. And just 
if you don't, but if they're offering to pay you, why don't you just say, cool, I'll do that for $200. Let's see what we can make. And this is a great practice for you. Uh, you have someone that's willing to buy and a job that's willing to be um, a deal that's ready to be made. Someone asked about blog posts and just starting out the new year strong with blog posts. And we have what 40, Sue wrote out 42 blog Seven. post ideas and it's a download 47. on the website. 47. Yes, 47. 47 blog post more. ideas for you. So I have to tell you something. Um, I've been trying to step back from the coaching and Facebook to create more content and to stop micromanaging these brilliant people that have actually built businesses under my education. And that's what they've been doing. So for the last 12 weeks, I've been organizing, creating more content because I can't keep creating content if I'm just always in Facebook. So I took 12 weeks off Facebook and only came to Facebook for Simply Work. And it was really life-changing that this group of people working in our Facebook, Nikki and all of our um, moderators and mentors, are just so incredible in this group because they've really built big businesses, right? They have really done it. They have walked through all of it. They all started just like you. And every one of our mentors, moderators, and the interviews Nikki's doing on the podcast, like, are you just listening to these stories? It is blowing my mind. I'm so obsessed with it right now. Um, a lot of people say that I have confidence, but the truth is I have just a strong bias for action. Mm. Okay, so, mm -hmm. um, Same. yeah, I, I'm i not so much confident in myself. I've just practiced. Um, but I was kind of, I've always joked that I was balls out Susie. Like, <laughs> I've kind of always been a bit of a balls out Susie. They don't call me balls out Susie for nothing. Like, I've kind of always been somebody that just ran head first into a wall. And I was like, some people are different and some people like take time and some people just wake up. I just charge, man. I charge and I smack my head against the wall and then I lie there and I learn a little bit. And then that's how I learn. I'm just such a brute force and uh, ignorance. <laughs> yep. Yep. Allison wants to know step seven and eight. Service. And mastery. Yeah, service and mastery. That sums it up. And then recycle. So when you look at that list, wait, I've got it right here. And I should have put it on a keynote for you, but Nikki can put it into the group. She can do a post and put it into the group. But my eight steps to action. Yep, I sure will. And I just want to say, like, really try this as a formula. Put one thing on the top of your paper today and really start, like, going, okay, what is my bias for action? Number one, clear vision and certainty and conviction, but clear vision is everything. So just make this vision really, really clear. You can start big picture, like I want to be a full-time photographer, but then you're going to have to define it and do it in your own handwriting and then read it every day, which takes you to step two, which is strong goals and refocus every single day. But then I want you to refocus the emotion around them. Okay, so your refocus is that if you jump into fear or uncertainty or drama or anything like that, you're out of attraction. So come back to clear vision and then refocus mm -hmm. the strong goals. And the third one is to take action off that goal. And if you can't take action, it's because the step's too big and you're just making it impossible to walk. So you've got to go back to one and get clear about your vision and break it down again. So one, two, three is so cyclic 
Um, because until you're really doing those three things and you're really clear about what you, once you are clear about what you want, you watch. Once you are clear in your, in your chest, when, when you just sit there and you go, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yep. That is what I want. You write it down, watch it, man. It's just crazy how fast it's going to happen when you're clear. It's true. Yeah. And then you wake up every day, you look at reread those uh, strong goals, refocus, and then you come to the three value points in your business right now. Is my self-value the best it can be? Is my money value the best it can be? Is my product value the best it can be? And really spend some time raising your value in each of those areas. Raising your value in each of those areas. Okay. Something that I would like to really stop Something that I've really uh, learned since I've gone into this quarantine was I felt like part of me was becoming a little bit of a game show host. Like I was created all this, I created this business, I created all this content, then I started to teach this content and part of me started to feel like a game show host and I started to feel not like that my soul was being lit up anymore and that I had to always replenish my creativity and replenish what excites me about creating content. So that's refocusing every day. If I'm not feeling the love, I go back to what I really is joyful about, and I just reconnect there. Take action every day, the three values. But man, service and mastery, service and mastery, service and mastery. It comes down to what you're giving and how confident you feel giving it. What you're giving and how confident you feel giving it. And those are really strong action steps. I'm struggling with product pricing, Shane. If a folio box costs me $235, how should I mark that up? What would you recommend? I want your products to be 15 to 10% of your retail cost, Shane. So that's going to put you at a $2,500 package. And that doesn't include the prints. And you're going to have to include that into your costs. Uh, cost of doing business is a really good part of the 12-week startup too. Um, it's when you really work out what it is that it costs you to be in business and you really level up on your actual percentages and you make sure that your margin is getting as big as possible within that because your margin is your profit. Rachel, you're going to make me cry. Hi, Nikki and Sue. I attended my first in-person women's networking event today because of the two of you and the 12-week startup. I was prepared, gave my pitch in front of 30 strangers. I handed out cantilever cards and had an amazing time making some connections. I'm extremely shy, but I value what I do and what I can do for them. So thank you again. You're changing my business, my confidence, and my life. God bless. Oh, Rachel, I'm so proud of you. Rachel, you are, but thank you so much. That was so nice of you. Please take one moment to congratulate yourself and just stop. Like, I actually stopped. I go past the mirror. I give myself a big, tight squeeze like this, like really tight. I look in the mirror and I go, hey, kid, you're doing good today. Like, you did really good today. And I want you to be really Mm. proud of yourself because I just think that you just did this and you got up there and you did that and it's terrifying. And now you've done it, you can do it over and over and over again. And I'm telling you, when it's 20 people, when it's 2,000 people, when it's 20,000 people, it doesn't matter. It feels exactly the same and it's joyful. And just give yourself a big pat on the back, high five, hug, whatever it is, 
and acknowledge that you did it. Well done. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's so, it's, yeah. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Okay. One more question. Yep. SEO nerds, <laughs> what do you think about trying to rank for portrait photographer as your main website keyword? So I guess SEO questions in general, man, I just but never not, really have spent so, that much time on SEO. But wait, or you, you want to make sure your SEO is vital. And if you look at our SEO class from March, it was so incredible. And it's really mm-hmm. lifting people's SEO, but it's tough. It takes a long time because you're literally yeah. putting a code into every image and all of the words on your website. But first, you've got to go watch that. Nikki, what was the one where I showed the different areas in America and what people were searching for? Oh, It has the link on our live. It's, it was on a live broadcast, so it was on a Tuesday live, so it'll be under archives. You I'll won't find have it. to go far. And basically, it shows the map of America. You can delineate which state and look at what words are being searched for. Mm -hmm. Through Google Analytics. Yeah. The search word is only good if that's what people are searching for. So if you want to be the best at portrait photographer, but portrait photography is not being searched in your state, it doesn't matter. Go for what's being searched and target the words that people are using. That's why we want to call it personal branding but headshots is still the biggest Googled word on the planet. Now, it could be because of the 90s headshots, 80s headshots, and it could be because it's what people know as headshots, get some headshots done or corporate headshots. So those words are still being used a lot, and you've got to look at them and look for your state, town, city, country. Yeah, very specific. Well, thank you, Sue, for being here with us on week 12. And I know you have your weekly live next week. You said you're going to show some photo shoots that you recently did. Yes. I'm sorry, not your weekly, your monthly. Yeah. Monthly live. Every last Tuesday of the month, Sue will join us to deliver some new content to us. So So I've actually asked the boys to give me a blog back. Um, Facebook is a whole for me because the second I appear in the group, um, which is not a problem. I love coming into the group and coaching. But if I spend three hours answering questions like, where do I buy a B-flat? Then I'm not creating bigger and better content for you. Um, So at the end of the day, yeah, I miss blogging because that's where my conversation with you happens. When I drop a lesson or just some insight around something or are you focused here or just a reminder or, hey, I'm doing this. Um, and then I get your feedback. I've missed that more than anything. So um, I've asked the boys to give me a blog back because I really, (laughs) I'm a blogger. If you really have a propensity to write out content or share content, blogging is insanely good. Um, If you get people to come back to your blog and you can get people to read it and you can keep people engaged, The problem with photographers blogging is we would often blog all of our shoots. Ten years ago, blogging was huge. And we would get on and we would blog 10 to 20 images from a shoot. So you'd see the whole shoot, tell the story of the shoot, which is fine. Um, And then, obviously, it started to morph into something else. And then only photographers would follow your blog. And then photographers are asking photography questions and you're like trying to get clients is because clients don't necessarily want to see 10 blogs of 10 other shoots very similar to their children's shoot. 
what they want to see is different kind of engagement that would keep them engaged to you as a you know photographer client. So you really have to think about what that is and what genre and what demographic you are targeting there. But um, for me as an educator or an online voice or someone that wants to create content and constantly be connecting online, a blog for me is everything. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another 12 weeks round at the beginning of next year. We are nearly at the end of the year, Nikki. We're halfway through November. December will be gone so fast and we'll be in January. When are you going to start the 12-week coaching? Ooh, we're still working on the schedule, but it will likely be sometime in January and it'll be the perfect start to the year just to do this all again together. And I feel like you need a couple of weeks in January just to get used to the kind of lay of the land and then you're sort of off and running. I feel like we could be in half imposed um, quarantines for another six months. Yeah. And, you know, every every round of the startup and people have said this, too. I even I'm learning more every time I focus on something different every time. It's not just for newbies. It's not just for, you know, everyone says like I do it all. You know, I do the round every single time because it's always something new that you can learn and grow and. Yeah, so very, very excited. Yeah, cool. very excited. Well, well thank you. It was lovely you. to see you all today, and it was great to talk to everyone. Chin up out there and just keep going no matter what. Just keep going and keep finding some space in there. And thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35, and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love. And there are posing downloads, lighting downloads. I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.